How's it going, Squire Empire? Just wanted to let you know on today's episode with Kristen, the audio is a little choppy in certain spots due to her driving in the car. But like you know, the show must go on. So please rate this five stars on all platforms. Buckle in, you're still in for a treat. another episode of the squire empire podcast who do we have on the line today hi my name is Kristen Bromley. awesome well thank Kristen for having you on today uh today we're just gonna just jump right into it you know one of the biggest things I think you as a as a mom and as a professional you can understand is a lot of times people say how can you not get your life together but the hard part is like what is having your life together look like so we're going to kind of get into what what your life looks like so maybe some of the listeners can be able to uh discern where where they can make some improvements some changes to kind of get their life going in the direction that, that to yield them the outcome that they want how does that sound good so it'll be Kristen's pro tips Okay, that I'm sounds good. Just... <laughs> you know, a professional protest that sounds good to me. So uh, <laughs> how we always like to start is uh, legacy. Like, what does that mean to you? What's the first thought that comes to mind? Um, I think about the memories people will have of you when you're not here anymore. Like, what did you leave behind um, for, for others? That's kind of what I think about. Okay. What What do you feel like are some things that your family left left behind for you that's helped shape you to be the person you are today? Um. So growing up, my parents always instilled on me that I can do whatever I want and be whatever I want. Um, you know, their generation was the generation that you don't speak until you're spoken to kind of thing. But my parents um, really wanted open communication. Um, and I just remember my dad always telling me I can be anything I want to be, anything I want to be. And so I think just like, you know, when you grow up, words matter. And so hearing those words over and over, it just became normal. Like, yeah, I can do and be anything I want. So I think just like the, those kind of values really um, paved the way. Um, and, and I think that, you know, growing up, um, I will say I was given opportunities, not everyone gets opportunities. And so every time I was given an opportunity, I just kind of took it uh, and not sure where it would go. And I think that was helpful too, because I was never discouraged from doing everything, anything at all, so. Awesome, you know, uh, I definitely can uh, identify with that when I, I definitely grew up in a a generation where there was a table for the parents and a table for the kids. (laughs) And I think, that was a that was a good delineation to just know that although you might be growing up, there's different tiers, there's different hierarchies that that you just you learn to like have more information and context. You know, yeah. even now as a, a fully functioning adult, I still approach my parents from a very 
humble standpoint instead of feeling like we're best friends. And I think yeah. that's something that some people, I guess, in this newer generation, they're like, well, I'm a grown up and I can just do what I want. It's like, you can't. But I feel yeah. like there's a lot of those traditional values that I feel like give us a lot of the structure that kind of keep us from making smart choices, keep us from making poor choices. And yeah. it, and when we make a bad choice, it gives you like a, a compass to kind of recenter to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And something interesting growing up is that because it was instilled on me that I can do anything I want. Um, I remember in high school, you know, I ran track and cross country and I wanted to do pole vault. And I was told I couldn't do pole vault because I was a girl. And I was like, that's ridiculous. And so um, basically, legally, I couldn't enter any pole vault competitions, but I was a loud mouth about it. Like, no, I want to do pole vault, you know? I mean, I didn't end up like changing policy or anything, but I just remember being that pain in the butt person who was like, well, why can't I? What says I can't do that, you know? That's beautiful to hear that that can do attitude. And I can tell you as someone who's been doing jujitsu for a lot of years, uh, one of the things that they've changed and now now girls can compete in male uh, divisions with no qualms at all. So it's yeah. so interesting now. So the, the girls who are really out there putting the work in, you know, if they want that challenge or whatever, you know, win, lose or draw, they have the ability to really step outside of those boundaries and really put it all out there. And I think that's really great for the growth. And it's very humbling because, you know, in a normal training environment, you train with the same people. So why not on some of those biggest stages kind of really see who's the best person that day? So, but it's great that, but it's, it's great that you were able to take such a, an adolescent mindset and then really uh, carry that forward into your adult years. Like what are some of the things that you have been able to do with that attitude? Well, when I think about my experience, like going through college and then actually joining the military, I think it carried to that um, because in college, I didn't I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, and so I just kind of was like, OK, I'll make this decision. I'll make that decision. So I knew that I didn't have to be perfect in my decisions, but it would always work out in the long run. And then I ended up getting um, my master's in social work and um, when I was 30, so 30, I had three kids, married. Um, we were really financially struggling. You kind of broke up there, but I think we got you back. You, you were saying that there was a, there was a, uh, when you went into social work, there was a little bit of financial struggle with three kids and trying to figure, go ahead. Okay, okay, sorry. Um, so I ended up finding, seeing in, on, online a job as a United States Air Force social worker. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this. This is going to be good for my family. And so I ended up joining and it was the best decision I could have ever made for myself and my family. So I think that just knowing like taking risks. So not so being OK with saying I'm going to take a risk here and then having confidence in yourself that no matter what risk you take, it'll all be OK no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, thank you for your service. I mean, I think that really means a lot for you to be able to take your your occupation and be able to combine combine it with serving your country i mean that's like the best of both worlds you know from just yeah. being able to to give more of yourself than 
than other people would necessarily see as required, you know? So, well, so be, you know, thank you. So, for your oh, service oh. Too. <laughs> well, you're, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, definitely working together for a short amount of time, you know, you definitely learn about those relationships and, and kind yeah. of like you said, um, growing up with that can do attitude, that's the same way I feel about relationships with people is you just have to be mentally diligent enough to maintain those those yeah. those relationships you know i've had probably people i've had the shortest interaction with uh maybe from a workplace standpoint or friendship or tdy those are some of the relationships i probably stay regularly in communication with but i have people that i've known for almost decades that we yeah. we, we may <laughs> we may send each other a facebook happy birthday message so it's all about like those relationships and just making them a priority. So, uh, so, so speaking of like priorities, you know, I think one of the things that I think is also important when we're trying to look at the framework of our lives is just kind of like what things kind of like inspire us to like continue going, because I think it's very easy to once you get to the top to kind of get complacent. So like, what are some things that like keep you inspired to move forward? Yeah, so I actually um, have experienced that with what now kind of a thing. Mm. And I think that you have to. So when I left the military and separated, I I knew like I would still practice in the mental health field. And then I got a, another job doing what I do now. But I didn't feel stimulated, you know. And, um, and so I ended up having to figure out what makes me feel a sense of purpose. And it's not always our job that makes us feel a sense of purpose. So I had to kind of start thinking about what makes me feel good. And then, so for example, I, I love just making a difference. I love advocating. So I started volunteering as a CASA, which is the court appointed special advocate. And it was just a, vol it's a volunteer gig, but it made me feel such a sense of purpose by doing that. So I think sometimes when you feel stagnant, you've got to not look necessarily for the next step up, but just what makes me feel good. And can I do that in some other way, shape or form, even if it's not through my job or something? Yeah. And, and I think that's really commendable and something that I think is lost on uh, sometimes our military service is I feel like we do more volunteer work in our communities as transients and sometimes i feel like the local community does you know <laughs> but i think it's it's just it just shows that having a commitment to your community whether whether you're there short term or long term really shows i guess a lot of the selflessness yeah. that you can really like uh demonstrate as a person yeah yeah for sure I think people just, it's hard to, you need to find your passion, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So outside of, you know, doing great things like serving our country and like being able to volunteer, which kind of uh, sets you up for maybe like, you know, from a, a karma or spiritual way, kind of maybe sets you up for the great opportunities you have in your job now. Are there anything else that you could say uh, really inspire you or drive you every day? Well, I would say my family does. Um, and I think that like that, that motivates me. Some interesting like realizations in my 43rd year of life and having three old boys that are kind of, they're getting older, you know, they're all teens still, but 
is realizing how valuable time is and how valuable quality time is. And so um, I've, I've, and I will say like in the military, I focused on my kids, but I had to also balance that with the military. Um, but, and, and I feel like I lost out on some quality time or experiences with the kids. Cause, and I, and I know with most people, it doesn't matter if you're military or not, life just flies by so fast and you can realize, man, I haven't sat down with my kids for like two weeks, you know? Um, and so right now quality time is so important to me and it drives a lot of what I do because I want, I want to have memories with my kids. And I know that, um, in just a few short years, they'll be out of the house and, you know, our lives will change. So it really is a driving force right now is that time. So that means that I'm going to all their events. It means I'm tired still. I'm tired. I work all day. I go to their events, you know. Um, we do things together. I I pause more to, to have conversations. Um, you know, my one son, he works at Whataburger and gets home at midnight. But I stay up just to make sure he makes it in the door. And then I, I have a conversation with him. So that way, you know, we're just, we're still connecting. Because I think it's very easy to get disconnected um, with just so much going on in our lives. Yeah. And I I'm, I can think of plenty of times, even when I would come home to see my family for, for leave, there's plenty of times that my dad would just be sitting on the couch half asleep, just making sure that I got in safe. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm like 25 years old or so at the time. So I definitely can understand where you're coming from, just prioritizing that. And I can say, even when I was growing up, my mom, uh, being a military mom, there's plenty of times where she took the time that during um, during the summers, she would take off like a week or two of leave and we would go to Six Flags or something. So mm -hmm. it, was, it was something like you could almost count on like clockwork that kind of like you're saying, like when you're making these annual sacrifices for this, that, and the other, and the military such a, a roller coaster at times she still made it a thing for us to have like memories and things with her time off you know like because yeah. like me, me as somebody with no kids like my time off is let's go on an exotic vacation by myself and just go live my uh -huh. best life but uh -huh. for her she's like i'm gonna throw you you two in the car and we're gonna go on a 10-hour you know, a uh, road trip. We're going to go here. We're going to go there. So I definitely can uh, see that. And that's really great. I mean, because uh, I'm only one of two kids, so I can only imagine how difficult it is to, to manage the, the emotional and financial needs of three boys. I'm pretty sure that could be pretty, <laughs> <laughs> pretty hectic because they all got different needs, different personalities and everything I would imagine. But you know, you make a good point when you talk about legacy is like, even though right now I'm sort of related to memories, but that's our legacy, you know, um, I don't know if it's again, because of my age and seeing my boys, like I, now I'm remembering what I was like when I was a senior in high school. And I'm remembering what my parents did for me that maybe I forgot about, you know, like one funny story is, is I was so independent that when my mom dropped me off for college, I was like, okay, mom, bye, waved and jumped out of the car. <laughs> and so she said she was like in the car, like, oh my God, my daughter. Right. But now as a mom, the same thing. I dropped my son off. He's like, all right, bye. Bye, mom. And I'm like, oh, my son's gone. And so it's just realizing that, like, the things my mom did for me that I might not have remembered or realized at the time, you know? And I want to do, so I want to do that for my kids. Like, I want them to look back or when they're raising their kids to go, oh, gosh, I remember when mom did that. And even if the legacy is mom wasn't always here because she was working hard, that's still an okay legacy, too. 
Yeah, and, and so it's so interesting. That's why one of the things I love about the podcast is there's different pathways in my brain of experiences that I get to re recount. And one thing that that, that, that that triggered by what you said was me as a uh, only online student, like I never have really walked on a true college campus. But I remember one of the times that I uh, went to leave, I think it was for his graduation or some something, some event that he had. I'm pretty sure it was his graduation or a football game. But either way, I just remember like being on his campus and I was just like, holy crap, like this is a very like like mm -hmm. this is what college life is, you know, so I I can't necessarily identify with the concept of 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 me going to college and my mom dropping me off but i can say the closest equivalent to that is like them coming down for basic training yeah, and uh yeah. i was just talking to uh to my girlfriend the other day and one of the things she had shared with me she was just like she was talking about how many of her family members showed up for her uh basic graduation and how she kind of felt about that so i think like you said legacy is so important and then there's you know it's about what you do that's outside of the money piece. You know, what 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 mm -hmm. type of even if you can't be there in uh you know in, in presence, you could be there in spirit, you know, you could at least do yeah. what you can do. And then if you can't commit to it, at least try to uh, you know, make it up on the back end, like like you're doing, just kind of saying, yeah. Hey, I'm it's like what's the point of being self-aware if you don't want to be like self-accountable to like do what you yeah. can. Right. Exactly. So, and, and when it comes to accountability, I think one thing we probably can all like identify with is like understanding the like foundation of like your fitness. And I think fitness for everybody is very different. You know, I think things that come to my mind are definitely what I'm putting in my, my body as far as food goes, um, the books I'm reading, the music I'm listening. So like when you think about like the foundation of like your health, you know, your comprehensive health, your four pillars, whatever you want to call it. What kind of comes to mind when you think about that? Well, again, I think it changes as we get older because our, our priorities change, you know. Um, but I'm at a point where I want to be the healthiest me that I can be. Um, I'm at a point where I want to be, um, have a strong body um, inside and out. So that way I can, if anything comes up, my body is ready for it. So, um I, I did about two years ago, I went plant-based and a lot of that was that I wanted to make a, myself have a strong immune system. I wanted to be healthy. Now I will say on plant-based, you can eat Oreos. So it's not the most perfect way of eating, but um, it, it, I feel so much better. I feel more energy. I feel more clarity. Um, so that was the decision I made. And then with exercise, you know, sometimes we have a love hate relationship. I have an okay relationship with exercise right now. Um, and, and it, it's motivating. I feel mm -hmm strong i feel confident um and then with the mental health piece and the spiritual piece you know i think that with me you know uh even though i'm a mental health provider sometimes my own mental health can be struggling but it's about i try and balance that by where i'm willing to put my energy and so i i kind of limit that with energy if something's draining my energy i go i can't i'm gonna have to turn my energy off on this one um and so that kind of mantra has really helped me balance um, you know, what's going on in my life. And, and again, where am I, where am I expending my energy? So, um, that's been really helpful. Yeah. And 
I think uh, one of the things I think people that as you're trying to find, I don't know, I guess as I've gotten older, I've kind of uh, abandoned the idea of balance. I think it's really about just just being able to just see what what can I literally commit to today that Mm -hmm. wouldn't be like uh, a detriment to me. And I can tell you uh, trying to see, okay maybe I can't make it to the gym today. So maybe I'll try to eat a little healthier, you know, or, Hey, yeah, I crushed exactly. it this week and maybe I want to have a whole pizza. And then yeah. I, but, but even within that, I think um, it's also about looking for that spiritual piece to be able to have that, that place to recenter to when your diet's off, the workouts are off, work is crushing you, your mental health is draining. You're just like, I need to have that, that other thing that I can give me some some sense of solitude to be able to know that it's going to be okay, you know. Yeah. And one of the things I always tell people to think about is like, um, and this is what be a future episode. It's just like we all gonna gonna have different off seasons if you know like sports, you know, where you can work yeah. on your skills and things. And that's kind of like to what you're saying. It's so important to try to keep your uh, keep your batteries at 80% in all the areas that matter so you can ramp up. But if you have to ramp down to 60, that's fine. But if you're if you're running on E or 10%, <laughs> I mean, we all yeah. know what our phone looks like when you think you got 10% and it dies in two minutes. You you don't have a lot of room, right? And now, now you're off the grid waiting to like, you know, get enough juice to kind of just get, you know, get back home, you know? I think we've all been places where you're like, oh, I'm about to run out of gas or I'm using my phone for my GPS and, oh my gosh, am I going to make it? Cause this is the only way I know how to get there. So I think it's mm-hmm. so important, like you're saying to, to be able to be so mindful and, uh, and managing with our energy, you know? And so, I think the, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. So no, one, of my, one of my theories is I call it ride the wave. So, you know, we can be so hard on ourselves and our worst enemies, you know, like, oh, man, I was working out and I haven't. I'm such a failure. You know what I mean? Like we can set these expectations that are are just, you know, you can't get in that cycle of beating yourself up. Right. Kind of like you're saying, you know, okay, you know, um, today I'm going to eat this and I'm going to be okay with it, you know. So riding the wave to me is sometimes I'll, I'll be into something and I'll be focused on it. But I know that the wave might go away at some point. And so as long as the wave is there, I am riding it out. So like, for example, my, my uh, fitness right now, I'm riding that fitness wave so hard because right now I'm motivated. I know that motivation is going to go. And so when I'm no longer motivated, I don't beat myself up. I go, okay, well, that wave is gone. I need to just find another wave, you know? So maybe the next wave is again, like plant-based eating, right? So I'm, and so like, for example, everyone keeps asking like, how long are you going to do this for? I'm riding this wave as long as it'll take me. As long as I feel motivated and feel good about it, I'm staying on this wave. But the reality is it might not be forever and it's okay, you know? So um, that's kind of my little ride the wave analogy, you know? We've had it, like, for example, I also, like you were saying about, like, spiritual, some of the spiritual stuff I do is, like you said, like grounding and just taking time. And so uh, last year I was really into paint by numbers. So I was, I was painting. I was riding that painting wave, but now I don't really want to paint anymore. So <laughs> it'll just be a different one. Yeah. And I, I wish I had a piece of paper to write that down, that riding the wave. And I think what you said is honestly, it, it speaks volumes to so many people, the concept of when you take the time to go and to venture out 
on a new thing, whether it's a diet workout workout routine or anything of that nature, I always feel like it's such a it's such a double edged sword because you have the own internal uh, mirror looking at you of like, okay, did you do it today? Did you not do it today? But then all the people that you share it with, they're also in that same, oh, you know, like the, like the curiosity of like watching your favorite sports team and being like, how are you going to do? And it's, so it, it always makes it very much a, it can be like, like you said earlier, like a love-hate relationship, you know, because you're, you're trying to just do it for yourself and mm-hmm. you got people on the outside for better, for worse, or either maybe waiting to see if you fail, so that way they can, oh I God. guess, take notes and and be able to do it better themselves. And you also have people cheering you on and then you don't want to let them down. So I think sometimes that's something I think we can learn as adults, that sometimes it's good to kind of get the wheels rolling on some things in private and then roll yeah. it out. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so, yeah. so that way our ego can kind of handle the questions and the interrogation that comes. I mean, I think that's oh, yeah. definitely uh, a big piece of me tr- working on this podcast because it's been a, yeah, yeah. a labor of a love for so long. And when I initially started doing a lot of the stuff on the back end, I just didn't have enough of a concept. And then mm-hmm. I wanted to make it perfect. And then I watched this YouTube video and the intro to the video every time is, you just got to press record. So that's it. You know what? Uh-huh. I'm just yeah. going to be a flawed person. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to just get it happening because I'm like, you know, if I can get one episode out there and I get, you know, the person who I interview and one other person to download, it, it's fine. And yeah. I look here today, I got 36 downloads and it's just like, oh, nice. It, yeah, it just feels good to just know that sometimes you just have to just go for it. And then sometimes mm-hmm. it's good to do a little bit of that self-work on the back end and then just really get, like you said, get the kinks out and ride the wave, the wave in, silent, in silence when possible. So mm-hmm. when you share it with other people that may be wanting the, to uh, to come along with you, you mm-hmm. can, you know, you can kind of like, uh, you know, pair off each other's strengths and weaknesses. No different oh, than yeah. like a like a Spartan race or a Tough mutter or something like that. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and then I think what we always like to try to wrap it up with is like the, you already kind of led into a little bit with the energy piece. Um, and I think with that, I definitely think it's about like understanding your relationships, but also think it's about like effort, you know? So like when you think about like, I'm, you know, a, a understandably as you get older, it takes a little, maybe a, a couple extra hours of sleep when possible to get out of bed here, an extra cup of coffee. So like, how do you like keep applying that effort in the areas that matter the most with so much on your plate? Well, that's a hard one. Um, I think it just comes down to, again, what am I going to put my energy into? But the way I'm a very logistical thinker. So if I, so let's say I have 10 things on my plate. I'm only going to focus on the one right in front of me. Some people mm-hmm. are different. They're going to focus on all of them because they want to be prepared. But I know emotionally, I can't be focusing on all 10 at once. So for example, um, uh, recently my brother came to visit. So I'm enjoying my brother's time here. When he leaves, I'm going to start planning the camping trip. But I'm not planning the camping trip right now because I just need to put my energy into what's currently going on. But I know that it'll be fine if I put, you know, if, if my energy shifts once, you know, he goes, right? And so I think that 
it's just about how you manage your energy um, and your time. And I think that it's important to acknowledge burnout is real for all of us. And it's okay to take a knee. You know, I think that again, with, with just having that balance that we talked about with um, like, how do we manage priorities? Um, and it can change. The other thing that you were talking about, and I don't know why it came from my head is sometimes where we deal with people in our lives and it's like crabs in a barrel. So they're going to try everything to keep us down and, and not let us get out of that barrel. And I think that um, we have to just figure out in our lives where the barrel, like where the crabs in the barrel are and where not, because you want to surround yourself with an environment where, um, you know, people aren't, aren't criticizing you or, or like you said, you know, riding the wave and people wa waiting to see you fail. Um, I think that it's just, again, putting your energy into things that are, are good for you um, or fun, fun too, you know? Um, so that's kind of, I can't remember your question either, by the way. <laughs> you, you answered it. I mean, it's, it's kind of about <laughs> taking the time to to be aware of where your meter is, where your energy is, and yes. being able to yes. say, as much as I need myself, there's other people who need me. So how much can I give yeah. here and here? And then just taking the time to look at your at the legacy that you want to leave, you know, looking at what inspires you, looking at the at, at keeping yourself the foundation of your health and your fitness and your spirituality at a high enough level that you can keep applying that effort. And I can tell you the the thing that came to my mind when you talk about just being able to, to ride the wave is um, I can think of so many times that I've went on vacation or went through some type of transportation, right? And sometimes you're on the train or a bus or airplane, right? And we've all seen those people who are sitting on the airplane and they're, they've got their work laptop out and they're like, well, I got to make use of this time, right? And there's also been some of us who've been able to just sit there and we're like, I'm going to watch every airplane movie that they have. And that's a good example of yeah. there's just some time, depending on what's on your plate, you just have to do what in that time makes sense for you. So I can mm -hmm. say that now as an older person, I could see why I might be working on a performance report or an annual award or something for one of my people when I'm sitting on a 12 hour plane ride, where in my twenties, I might be like, oh, I'm gonna watch movies. I'm gonna listen to some right, music, right. you know, I'm gonna play Sudoku on my phone. I'm gonna just do all these other time fillers because just, I'm just living my best life. And I think mm -hmm. that's just something that we, we I guess the, the beauty of aging sometimes is you kind of, when you have that quote unquote downtime where there's no time to be busy, you can't do housework or anything else like that because you're on like a, a plane mm -hmm. to Iraq or Afghanistan or like that, you have to be like, well, maybe this is my time to rest because this is my last little uh, sense of uh, normalcy that I can depend on. Yeah. Or maybe this is the time I got to really do what's best for me. And I, as somebody who's worked with the military population, Sometimes people, when they go to deployment, based upon circumstances, they get in the best overall comprehensive health mm -hmm. they've ever been in, or they yeah. end up hitting the absolute lowest yeah. <laughs> health that they've yeah. ever experienced. Yeah. But as so, much as I... Go ahead. Uh, so you actually... What, what you're saying about all this is really emotional intelligence, because mm. in order to be able to know where to put your energy and everything, you first have to tune in and go, man, 
this is what's going on with me, man, like, you know, I am feeling this way. So I need to do this. And I think that just having that insight, um, some people don't have emotional intelligence. Some people aren't able to see that they're snapping at people and aren't able to see that. And the other thing is a lot of people, they do everything for everybody else, but they don't do anything to take care of themselves. And so I think, again, it takes a little bit of emotional intelligence to know that I can't burn myself out if I'm going to be taking care of everybody else. Like, I need to take care of myself, too. So I think that emotional intelligence of realizing it's almost like knowing is half the battle. Right. Um, and so realizing, hey, I might need this or I might need to refocus or, or, you know, how do I how do what legacy do I want? Like that takes a lot of like personal insight. Yeah, I agree with that. And 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 uh, I know that uh, Jordan Peterson had put something out out recently that he was like, oh, I, I have a different view on emotional intelligence. So in my head, I've kind of I've kind of changed it in my head to say, OK, well, maybe emotional availability, because I, okay, I always think okay. of it in a, just in a sense, because I know everybody's got different opinions on it. But I, I just say that I guess how I how I reframed it in my head, because I actually do a lot of emotional intelligence briefings on base mm -hmm. and one of the things i thought about is we we sometimes you know we have so many subordinates <laughs> that we're trying to rate on and you mm -hmm. have to sit back and try to support them all and i remember i was on social media about a couple months ago and this guy said you know me and my parents he's like we we grew up in a very good home Mm -hmm. But he's like, I don't feel like my parents had emotion, enough emotional intelligence or emotional availability for us as kids. And that really mm -hmm. struck me very differently because I think a lot of times when we think about people, I think we think about the financial expenditure, but we don't think about the more people you have in your life. There's so much emotional availability to try to spread, yep. <laughs> stretch yeah. Stretch it out until payday. So it's yeah. like not saying you got to cut people out. But yep. uh, my pastor used to say this saying that just always has stuck with me. He said, you know, some people are in your your life for a reason and some people are in your life for a season. Mm -hmm. And I think that has really been something that I've always been mentally locked into. It's just knowing that sometimes seasons and people may pass. But it sometimes it can create an opportunity for new relationships that 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 are probably more, I guess, uh, balanced for what your needs are. And then sometimes mm -hmm. it might just be for people who need need what you have. Because I think there's some people we can give them the amount of energy that they need from us is really, I guess, easy second nature. So those mm -hmm. people probably aren't as as draining or you know they don't depreciate us as much and then there's other people after engaging with them you're like man i need to go take a nap because that was right. a lot <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> that's so, so true yeah so um i always like to try to give uh my the guests and i really want to thank you for taking time out yeah. of your day to, to join us on here and share share your wisdom share your insight i like to say is do you have any quotes or anything that any mantras or anything that like all that you kind of re, re, like refer back to to kind of help you st keeping your life on the tracks as going on i have two the, Go ahead. First one, the first one is we'll figure it out everything's figure outable and the second one is if you try and fail you'll be disappointed but if you never try you're doomed to fail mm, mm. 
Well, I can definitely uh, identify with the figure it out because you being able to, us working back and forth to get this, get this interview set up with <laughs> yeah. a lot of figuring it out, you know, cause time zones, sometimes they're, they're, they're your friend and sometimes they're your oh, enemy. Yeah. Exactly. As anybody who's ever deployed, you can think about how many times you've either gotten up way before work in the middle of your sleep or yeah. stayed up late after work just to stay connected with your family. And I think, yeah. I think that's something that, uh, I think when when we're deployed, I think a lot of people think about you're just separated from your family, but mm -hmm. they, I don't think a lot of people give, uh, like really acknowledge about just like the people who are, you know, yeah, you can email your wife and your kids and send them messages and memes and stuff like that. But like those actual phone conversations, a lot of times you're having to get up way early. You can't just be oh, yeah. like, oh, well, I'm working six and one, I'll just give all my love out on that one day because they need, they need their, their cup refilled. And yeah. you may not be able to hold all that in. Like you were talking about earlier yeah. about just being able to, if that's your legacy, sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice some sleep. Sometimes you're going to have to, yeah. you know, maybe give up a workout to be able to, to, um, call your kids for their graduation or something yeah. like that. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. Definitely. So uh, I just thank you so much for uh, yes. making the time to stop by for the Squire Empire podcast. I, I'm pretty Thanks sure everybody. Me. Yeah, no problem. And uh, if we, if you think of something else that you want to share, let me know. We okay. can set up another interview for sure. Oh, definitely, definitely. I, I've been uh, maybe we'll set up one. I've been doing a lot of stuff with diversity and inclusiveness, so we can maybe. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. And that's and that's, and that's the whole purpose of the the format is to get everybody introduced to all the awesome guests and then that way as we get more feedback uh mm -hmm. we can definitely be able to to do follow-ups and stuff so everybody go make sure when this posts on all your platforms check that description box so then that way if you like what kristen had to say and you want to hear more we can bring <laughs> her back on for another episode pick me pick me <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you uh like comment and rate this podcast thanks kristen for coming yes, out and thank we'll you so much and yeah, thank you so much we'll have you on here next time okay thanks okay Thank you.